Our scripture reading this morning will be from Job 42, verses 10 through 17. The first, God, bless us this day with your Holy Spirit. Let it pour out upon us and strengthen our faith as we live in you and walk in your ways. As the Holy Scriptures are read, let the words we speak ring true and our thoughts be devoted to you. May we be blessed in your wisdom as we meditate on your word for this day. Let all that we do be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, by your Holy Spirit and your Holy Church. And let God's people say, Amen. Then the Lord changed Job's fortune when he prayed for his friends, and the Lord doubled all Job's earlier possessions. All his brothers, sisters, and acquaintances came to him and ate food with him in his house. They comforted and consoled him concerning all the disaster the Lord had brought on him. And each one gave him a casita and a gold ring. Then the Lord blessed Job's latter days more than his former ones. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. He also had seven sons and three daughters. He named one Jemima, a second Keziah, and a third Karen Hepach. No women in all the land were as beautiful as Job's daughters, and their father gave an inheritance to them along with their brothers. After this, Job lived 140 years and saw four generations of his children. Then Job died old and satisfied. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So as we reach the end of Job, we hear a more familiar part of the story because most people remember the very beginning of Job that we covered in our first sermon and people remember the very end of Job. And too often the story gets turned into something that it really isn't. And it becomes Job is tested and then he is rewarded for his faith. The problem with this story is that we have to ignore everything that we looked at in all of the chapters in between. And the problem with thinking that Job is rewarded is because Job really didn't pass the test the way we'd expect. Last week, we ended with Job finally giving up and taking comfort in his humanity because he realized he had tried to put God in the wrong and God set him straight. The other problem is, everything Job's friends were doing and saying was an attempt to be able to describe what God was doing and why. And they were trying to say that everything that happened to Job that was bad happened because of things Job had done. And the problem is that if we try to say that Job is rewarded in the end is that we are basically giving the same arguments that Job's friends gave, except in reverse. Now that things are better, it's because of Job's actions. But that's not the case. Job didn't do anything to be rewarded. Job didn't do anything to earn everything back. And that's not the way that things work. If we just spent so much time discussing that we can't make God play by our rules and we can't dictate how God has to respond, we can't turn around and throw all that out the window to say, well, now God has to respond this way to Job, and Job is going to be rewarded because of his faith, even though he tried to put God in the wrong and God had to greatly chastise him, and 
yell at him. So the question becomes, then what's the point of this final section of Job? And the thing is, is that it says it right in there. And we so often miss it. God blesses Job. Job receives a blessing. And a blessing is not something that you work for. A blessing is not something that you do and you get as a reward for anything. A blessing is something that happens when God so chooses to bless you. Just as Job had seen difficulty from God, and in the very early part said, well, I have to take the bad with the good, because if bad happens and good happens, then I should just be grateful that God is with me. And that still applies in this final chapter. Bad has happened, and now that good has happened, I can still be grateful for God, that God is there, and that God chose to bless me. Except we see a change in Job this time around. When the story begins, Job is offering sacrifices, looking after his children, trying to make sure that he does everything he can to save them if something happens. We don't hear about Job doing that this time around for the children he has now. And I think it's because Job learned a valuable lesson. Job learned what was within his control and what wasn't. Job couldn't save his children any more than he saved all of them that perished before. But Job does something that is very off for the people of his time. It notes that he had daughters and that they got an inheritance. And that usually didn't happen. The inheritance usually went to the sons. And they would take care of the daughters, and the daughters would get an inheritance through whoever they married. But Job decides to give an inheritance to all of his children. Because Job has realized that the Lord has blessed him. And the best thing he can do is to share in that blessing and to care for his children and make sure they are taken care of. Because Job has learned what's within his control. And that's really the point of all of Job, is understanding what's within our control and what is within God's control only. And too often, we want to take charge of the things that only God can do, and we want to pray to God to take care of the things that are within our ability. Job wanted to put God in the wrong because he thought that by living an upright life that he would be immune from all of the bad things happening. And Job quickly learned that bad things can still happen. His friends thought that if bad things happened, he must have done something, even though he seemed to be an upright guy, he must have been hiding something. And they learned sometimes bad things happen without anybody doing something to earn it. And sometimes good things happen without anybody having done something to earn it. But what is within our control is how we handle the situation and what we do with them. In Job's case, Job is blessed greater than he had ever been blessed before. More animals, more crops, 
a new family. But we have to remember that this doesn't take away from all of the pain that Job went through. None of this erases all of his suffering. None of this erases the fact that he lost his family. That he lost everything that he had worked so hard for. All of that loss still exists. But Job is now thankful that he has been blessed and he shares in that blessing. Because the thing is is that Job now has a better idea of what's under his control. Job can't make God do anything. No matter how much he wants to change the rules and wants to say, well, God, you have to do this, this, and this because I've been a good guy. Job and his friends walk away with a new understanding. Sometimes things are simply out of our control. And that's hard for us. We try to predict and control everything we can. We figure out cycles for the weather so that we can figure out exactly how to prepare for the coming week and knowing what the temperatures are going to be. And we try to have forecasts for how high the pollen is going to be to know if we're going to need to worry about allergies. And we try to plan for traffic. And we plan for everything. Almost. How often do you plan on being blessed? How often do you have a plan for what happens if a blessing comes your way? Is it going to catch you off guard or are you going to be thankful for it? And are you going to share it? We so often try to prepare for the worst, but do we prepare for the best? Are we going to be able to thank God when the bad happens and thank God when the good happens? And to be able to search for the people that can help us when the bad is happening and search out the people that we want to bless ourselves when we have been blessed. I went out yesterday to see the homecoming parade and knew it was raining, so I put on my jacket with a hood to keep the rain off my head and I made sure to bring an umbrella and I made sure to bring the boys' umbrellas so they'd be covered and brought an extra one just in case and it turns out we needed it. But when I got there... Was I prepared to share a smile with people who may need cheered up in that weather? Was I prepared to be grateful for the people who may come by with a warm drink or a warm hug or a warm smile to say, hey, we are happy that you came out today to see us? Did I prepare for the things that were completely under my control? Or was I so busy preparing for the things that I had no control over I forgot about the things I could do. And so often that's what we do with our lives. We prepare for everything that is under God's control only and we forget about all the things that we can do. If we are blessed, we can share in our blessings. If we give, we don't have to give expecting anything in return because that's what Christ tells us all the time. Give without counting the cost. Give expecting nothing in return. Give because it's the right thing to do. And that applies to everything we do. The lesson that we get from Job isn't be patient and you'll be rewarded for your faith. It's 
know that good things happen and know that bad things happen and know that often they are completely out of your hands and the only thing that you have control over is how you respond to all of those things as they happen to you. Be thankful that God is there. Be thankful that God puts people in your lives to help. Be thankful for the unexpected blessings and share them. And when things get rough, look for those unexpected blessings in the strangest of ways and look for those people that are a blessing that maybe we didn't think of as a blessing in our lives. Even Job's friends are reconciled to him. All of his company comes back. And the interesting thing is, the order in which things happen, before Job is blessed in his latter days more than his former, all of Job's brothers and sisters and acquaintances come to see him and eat with him. And they bring him money. They bring him things to help rebuild. Job's friends and relations come as a blessing. And so often, that's our role. When someone is down, we show up to be a blessing. Because even if it's just sitting down and eating with somebody and saying, hey, you know what? It looks like you could use this. I'll feel better if you take it. We bless each other by not expecting anything in return for the good we do and trusting that God will make the best of all of it and that God will always be there because God will do what God will do. We pray for understanding. We pray that God will help us to understand what all those things are. But we also pray for the peace to accept that sometimes we just won't know. So often we won't know. The whole picture of why, and we may never know. And that's okay. Because what we do know is that in the good and the bad, God is there. That in the good and the bad, we can be there. That in all things that happen, we have control over how we respond and what we do. And how we live our lives. We decide if we will be grateful for the blessings that have been shown to us for the kindness that comes our way. And if we will try to be strong in the face of difficulty, and if we will turn to the people that help us when we need them. It is up to us to turn to God and be thankful that God is still there in the good, the bad, and when we don't even know how to classify it, that God is there and God's people are there. Let us always remember to be thankful in our hearts, to be joyful 
with our lips and to be generous with all that we are. That we may be blessed and we may bless others. And that we may remember we are in charge of being thankful and we are in charge of being grateful and we are in charge of praising God for all that God has done and will do. And that everything beyond that we leave in God's hands. And pray that he will always see us through. Amen.